Hello and welcome to the Her HQ podcast. We are so excited to have you here and grateful that you've decided to spend your precious time here with us. I am excited to branch out into this podcasting world. Her HQ is a online personal growth and professional hub for women and we bring all sorts of women together in community just to learn and grow together and in whatever capacity that is. Some people are not in business and that's cool. And I believe if you want a successful business, you need to have a life. So they kind of go hand in hand. So I am Amy, I will be your host. I am so excited to be bringing you quality content from a ton of different sources. And you can look forward to our, we do co-working, so you're gonna have um, little snippets from our learning lessons uh, for you business people and tons of lifestyle stuff too. So I look forward to hopefully getting to communicate with you. We really value your thoughts, feelings, and opinions. So feel free to comment below so that we can interact with you and yeah, just get to know you better. So thank you for being here and I hope you enjoy. Hey everyone, Amy here with Her HQ, and I have a special guest here, Jazz uh, King, who was a part of our Lifestyle Summit back in May. She reached out to me pretty much after the uh, the interview or her presentation and was like, hey, can I interview you afterwards? And I thought, hey, cool. I, don't, I think that that was a great idea. And so I welcome Jazz King. I will turn it over to you, Jazz, and you can share a little bit about you and we'll get into questions. This is so fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, Amy. Um, I'm Jazz. I live in Rosalind and I am really just curious about people's experiences in the world. And a lot of my work centers around uncovering those experiences and just finding a way to express them freely and i i I am learning my practice of yoga and thai massage mostly but this today is about amy's experience with her cue and just during the summit i was so curious on what her experience was like behind the scenes with all these ladies in her community just seeing them kind of step into themselves through these presentations and sharing and putting the summit together. So that's really what I wanted to ask some questions about. So that's what, that's my first question for you, Amy, what did come up for you behind the scenes and holding space for all these women and kind of getting through the tech challenges and the, the, the personal challenges of showing up and how does that shape how you want to see her Q, her HQ move forward? Ah, uh, yes. I love that question. Um, it was very eye-opening. It was very eye-opening um, to see the common thread through everyone. Um, women, I think, on a whole, really always want to be putting our best foot forward. Um, call it perfectionism, call it, um, there's just, there is a sense of how we're going to be perceived in the world. And that was across the board. And I feel like I've done a lot of work personally 
to try to combat that that voice in my head that says I need to show up in a certain way. So I feel like I'm kind of a little bit more relaxed, but it's still there. It's still there that I have to say, hey, you actually don't have to be perfect and it's okay to just be. Um, I, I found that that was common through everyone and, and different degrees on people's journeys. Some were more intense with that and where others were a little bit more lax, but you could see that that was something important to everyone, which is awesome. Um, and the differences I saw, um, or maybe not differences, I shouldn't say differences. I was really impressed with everyone's willingness to give of themselves. Mm-hmm. How can I do more? What can I do to help? Um, every single person I asked minus two, maybe, um, were on board, regardless of how uncomfortable it made them feel, which was fantastic. Did I answer that question? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Definitely. (laughs) It's beautiful. Just noticing, um, noticing how everyone showed up through their, maybe their fears of being perfect and their, everyone's really basic desire to show up and share what they had or to help you in some way. And that does seem like such, um, I mean, a human trait, but also a woman's trait and and just that you notice that across the board was pretty. Yeah, we are way interesting that we're not immune to it. Nobody's immune to it. And that's the real thing. And how does that like in there? And what did you notice about yourself and what it meant for you right now to show up? And I mean, I heard you say that you've done a lot of work with yourself. So you felt like you were a little bit more relaxed. And, and what did you notice about yourself showing up? holding this space for these women to go through that process on their own was there something that you like took away from that experience within yourself and how and what that means for you moving forward with yeah how you hold space with her hq yes so with um i felt like leadership leadership's a big word and it's not necessarily one like I collaborate and uh, community and these kind of things. And in, in doing the summit and having this idea come to me and seeing it through to the end, I really do feel that my position as a leader is a little more, um, it was strengthened through this for me is that my ability to, um, bring women along with me and to, to reassure and to do all the things that I think are a part of being a good leader are, are skills and qualities. I, I feel like I now know that I possess, like you, you always hope that you do, but without the action to do it or to show up in that way. So I feel like being able to lead women into uncomfortableness and out of their comfort zones and making, um, making space for women, I think. So going forward with her, I feel like I'm in a stronger position and a more confident position. It's not stronger, more confident position that, um, that I'll be a good leader 
and it's not not a totalitarian it's just uh grabbing onto the hands of women and bringing them along in their journey together does that make sense (laughs) yeah and it's so yeah I got that sense from you too just that it you're leading like yeah you felt like such a leader and like you were just holding that space and um, pulling us along, I guess I can really only speak for myself, but I saw it when all of us speakers came together. I really saw that common thread in all of us as well, that you're really transparent about your own journey through this and that for you, it was your own journey of really pulling it together and doing something new for yourself, but you were just willing to show up and invite others along in that with you, like you're saying. So it, it does seem like such a part of who you are and who you're growing into personally. And that sense of togetherness in the leadership that you're talking about, that collaboration, that community aspect, it seems so apparent in the way you held this summit. So it's neat to see that you had that reflection on yourself and that you yeah found that deeper sense of confidence which I think all of us women found throughout being participating in it so it was like a group a group a group <laughs> of all of us coming together and and doing that um so yeah and being a part of that being a part of it is um yeah I think everyone everyone got what they needed in that moment, which was like so cool. And I think a very individual um, experience for everyone for what that they, that brought forth for them. And something, yeah, I think we, I think we did. It's cool to see it's all our own personal journeys, but we can still share an aspect of it. Um, And part of that, that came up was this invigorating momentum you had with yourself and that and that charge to show up and be the one showing up and holding the space and allowing others to show. I mean, I remember for my talk, you were just so patient with me as I set things up and kind of got myself together. And you're just like, yeah, we're doing this. Like you're not, you're not not doing this. Like, <laughs> take, what you, like, take what you need to do it, but yeah. we're we're doing it. And that conviction that commitment um Mm. was incredible we kind of spoke about this the other day too and I wanted to weave that piece in of that um charge to show up and that almost momentum that you get as you start a project and you continue to commit to it and you start bringing people along and that building up of okay it's happening and we're doing it and we're gonna keep doing it and moving forward like you hit some hurdles along the way and how did what was that like in terms of showing up so much and pulling this thing together in such a short amount of time. Um, So yeah, this, this project was on the back of a bunch of other projects. So this wasn't my first, um, I want to, I want to use the rodeo reference, but I don't know if that's correct, but (laughs) (laughs) there had been so many things that had happened this last year that were very similar in, okay, some, an idea drops in and I have to run with it. I just, there's a conviction in the idea and the dropping in of something and 
so I'd, I'd seen it, I'd seen myself do this probably three times over the last year where it was, um, going from free, all free content to actually having to charge people and that what that was going to look like and the tech side of things that, and how to do it. So it's super user-friendly, but, um, at the same time, effective for me to be able to run it as a one person show. And so this wasn't the first time. So when it came to this idea dropping in, there was a lot of confidence that I had in the ability that I could pull it off because of all those other times. So it wasn't just, I just had this good idea and it just happened to fall into place. Does that make sense? And like, Mm. so my, my frustrations with technology I'd already worked through them in so many other aspects and so many other situations that I knew when I was coming up to a barrier or to to a situation that was going to frustrate me and I'd step back right away and not let that like consume energy. I would just drop it. And then I'd come back with fresh perspective and a fresh sense of calm and usually be fine. Like it was like always under my nose, but with clouded frustration Um, and I think, so I think the, the thought when it came to me, I had full confidence that I could pull it off the things that came up. Um, yeah, I would just pause and give it a half a second and usually went through people showing up people. Um, I learned, um, bound, I, how I need to hold boundaries a little bit better when you're involving a bunch of other people in it, because, um, near the end, I, so to try to be so accommodating, I really kind of sacrificed my own sanity a bit. Um, so I did learn the piece of how to manage the people in the container a bit, because that was a piece that had been missing. But other Mm. than that, I was pretty, I was pretty, confident and it did it did end up being in how I envisioned it at the beginning which is so I just find that fascinating Mm, incredible like you had this vision and you knew you could follow through with it and in the end you you did and it fulfilled the vision that you had and just having that inner knowing and that confidence from previous experience almost leads me back to that thought that you had at the beginning of this when you were talking about that common thread of perfectionism but wanting to show up through it and how you felt you had done a a lot of inner work to feel confident to show up through the imperfections and the hiccups and through the process of putting this together there's this kind of background work that had already been done in order to know that you could show up and get through this or that it would be okay if it wasn't exactly perfect because you've done it before and you know that that's okay. So this, yeah, idea of just showing up, up through it and then gaining more experience as you go and hear that edge of boundaries, having those boundaries with so many people and holding that container with so many people um, is, seems like maybe an edge of your own growth in this experience to now know that you can get through that next time and this is how with clearer boundaries it sounds like Um, so maybe we could talk 
a little bit, I guess a little bit more on that aspect or the boundaries or the um, kind of losing your own sanity there at the end. I know I, I saw afterwards there is that kind of um, that hangover post that you made and that idea of a, a crash almost after yeah going through all of this even though you showed up yeah with so much uh, confidence and experience and what was that like to move so forward with that momentum and then notice that you kind of had those edges of expansion cross throughout the process and what was that like after the summit for you yeah in terms of finding that balance again Okay, so touch touching. There's a couple things that I, I <laughs> yes, I tend to have. I know I loved it. Components to my questions. So <laughs> the the component about so there's a um people people in the like um personal growth and the business side of things is that you cannot compare your middle or someone else's middle to your beginning because and that is so true is that like once once people get aware and start seeing a lot of these, like the her people that are coming in today didn't see it at its like beginnings and didn't see the like struggles and the like on the bathroom floor moments where I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I like literally feel like I'm going to break into a million pieces. Like there's a, um, did we talk about the diamond? Yeah, we talked about it in a different context, but I really like yeah. feel that. So in the development of her, I think any good idea or any business or anything that we are passionate about, there's going to be tests and trials and, and things that really squish and, and, and put you into the pressure cooker. And how badly do you want it? Are you willing to like fall apart, not be perfect uh, fail, get back up. And, and by the time lots of us see things like I'll use Rachel Hollis as an, ex as an example, like we didn't start following her at the beginning of the journey. It was, we saw her when she started picking up steam and I think people coming in, excuse me, to the summit, maybe hadn't seen anything up until the summit. So then they're thinking, Oh, like, look at how professional, like, and how, or they've got it together, or if I've misspelled a word, they, they, they see a professional side of things, but I'm still someone just working through the process and it's still really green and there's still room for improvement. Um, so giving it that when COVID hit and her wasn't going to look the same and I knew that paying for a space that we were not going to be able to gather in was going to be a detrimental business move if I would have kept it. So then that pressure cooker, that like passion for the project, because I'd had so many bathroom moments mm. in her, I didn't want it to die. I was like, I'm invested. I, I love her. I love the idea of how it can help people. And so the passion fired this like thing inside of me that was like, it can't die. It can't die. So what's next? And so this energy and this, like, the fueling of the passion was there. And then so I was like, was like, okay, make a studio. That's always what I wanted. Um, 
So we built a studio in three weeks. And then within that, I was like, okay, virtual summit, let's do it. And then, so the amount of energy that was being produced um, was like, there was a ton of energy in that. So it did, it got me fueled up. I was losing sleep. I was excited about it. So I was able to like push through all of the discomfort. But then, then this project that you've like bled for, lost sleep, did all the things is just over. And then, yeah, it felt, it feels like a hangover. And it was like, I can't keep that pace up. <clears throat> and I needed to realize and I didn't want other people to think that this was the pace that I was going to be able to maintain. Like I was posting at least three, maybe six times a day near the end there um, amongst the video editing and the making appointments and the thing. So I think that that crash is inevitable. It um, really hit me hard. I kind of didn't think that it was going to be as bad, but there was grief wrapped up in it because I never did take any time to when the when I closed the shop I literally had already moved on to the summit so I feel like the ebbing and the flowing and when things are flowing and things are really awesome I think that that as opposed to thinking that it's just going to last forever I'm shifting my awareness to if I'm going to put out that much I'm going to have to take a pause right after Cause like nothing, there's, there was nothing. Um, Kate Northrop talks about it as a fertile void um, where you just pause, you pause until the next thing organically comes out of you. You don't just like keep pushing until, cause then nothing, you're burned out, you're burned out. So I completely checked out and felt guilty and felt guilty for it. Mm. So that's my work. That's my work. Mm, yeah, this is getting to some, some underlying really interesting, <laughs> interesting aspects. Um, yeah, I kind of pulled out so much from what you just said there in terms of really like taking the, the test of a challenge and that trial, that pressure cooking situation that, that puts this intensity on you in terms of really like, well, how much do I want this? And I do want it. So we're going to move forward. <clears throat> and using that as that challenge as a fuel to move forward with a passion or this energy to move forward rather than using it as a, a block for what you want, using it as that, like you were saying, that energy and that flow, using that and channeling it into the vision that you have. And then really being able to make something of it. <clears throat> Pardon me. Drinking smoothie during an interview is not the best recommendation, people. Um, <laughs> so being able to harness the energy, harness all of that energy intensity that's around in those pressure cooker kind of situations and being able to channel it while it's there. And then, like you're saying, realizing and recognizing that on the other side of that, there is a balance to be had with then allowing that ebb in the energy to allow that um, pace to 
settle out and dissipate after so much charge is being given out so that you can refuel. I love that concept of the fertile void. Um, and then also recognizing that part of that uh, was that grief of letting go of the <clears throat> brick and mortar space that you had built. And I'm sure also grieving for the situation that we are all in. I, I can relate to that as well, being so charged with energy and passion to move forward and then rem remembering, oh, the grief does come in waves and that when it comes, it's so much easier to allow yourself to go in there and follow that natural process as well. So like you said, something organic can grow from that again rather than pushing and forcing forward. So this brings up two interesting points about that um, <clears throat> that guilt that you said you were feeling in this situation and that that's an edge, that's your growth, that's something to learn here. And where that guilt comes from, again, brings me back to that common thread of that perfectionism of wanting to keep showing up, of um, wanting to be able to keep being of service and for your community and for yourself. And also, interestingly, how does that, I would love to hear your perspective on how that ties into, um, I don't know a better way to bring it up than just the sense of ego and, a, mm -hmm. and a, another sense of self, because there's a part of you that I hear speaking and that's like, I know it's okay. There's an ebb and I need to take that space and I you gave it to yourself, but then also this other part of you that's in conflict with that. And what, what is that? And how do you see ego coming into play here? Mm. Um yeah the ego is constantly needed to be checked always for all of us i don't i don't think it ever goes away i don't think it ever it's not just hanging out in the background just waiting for his opportunity to like rear its ugly head um and not that it's ugly it just keeps us in check i think um but there's in my personal opinion is when we're talking about business and we're talking about success it's in a very masculine way. It's a very masculine Monday to Friday, you show up, you do the work and the consistency of what that looks like. And even like, so this, and the cycle I don't feel is the same for women. So when I believe that we have a superpower where we can do these explosive charges, and I believe that that's a woman women's power is you look at labor you look at like there's a ton of examples but labor being one of the biggest ones that i can think of at the moment is here you have this explosive charge we are designed to be able to like harness energy and to be able to do these hard things but then to expect our ourselves to keep going without rest is a recipe for disaster. So the way that we're, the modeling of the masculine and doing it every day all the time doesn't serve us. We need to have those moments of rest, the moments to of downtime, of where we're not using our brain and we're just allowing ourselves to be. And in those calm, still moments, that's I think where the, the best next step always shows up is when we've stopped, quieted ourselves back down, being like, okay, we've done this really cool thing. Acknowledge it and just give yourself a half a second to breathe. 
as opposed Mm -hmm. to just doing this like I think it's the crazy maker just to Mm -hmm. think that we can keep going this expectation that we might have on ourselves to um, perform at the same level constantly all the time in that consistent pace and that's interesting you have that that dichotomy between this kind of masculine kind of energy of showing up day in and day out with that action that uh, might be yeah forward moving and really steady whereas with women it's almost like there's this natural flow of explosive charge like you said I love that and this like creative energy and this force that we are designed to harness and then designed to come back down and rest with and follow that flow in a different way than perhaps our environment has suggested to us that you show up every day all day the same as you would and then you have your weekends and your nights and you rest in between so it's beautiful to bring that into really this woman's community of of holding that space and showing everyone really that in a in a very lived way that this is the natural tendency for us to move through our phases of energy showing up and energy winding back into ourselves which is just another beautiful metaphor for uh the moon and how yes those flows even throughout the month the cycles of the seasons and like you said the natural organic movement of these creative processes and as women it's that is our vehicle of movement in the world and to really be able to harness that and own it rather than letting that that ego or guilt or that that wanting to show up always like that well that's our programming I think too is like Mm because I feel like in the feminist movement we kind of felt like the only way to to liberate was to compete with the man and so mm. that we look at we the way that we look at their modeling and we think that we have to do it better than them like them and it's like no actually we are women that need to do it our own way and then then we can be on an equal playing field because the way that like the way the men's system works and the way that they show up every day like um, Kate Northrop also talks about that they cycle daily as opposed to monthly. Hmm. So to think that like, and I really, it really resonated when I heard that and I was like, okay, there, she's got something and I see it with my husband and I see it with my son and I see it with my daughters that like, they've got tons of energy at some points, but then other points, they just don't want to get up off the couch and they want to binge watch TV. It's like, there's, there's something in there that's just naturally in us. So to be able to know and follow, like it's a knowing. And if we are, get disconnected from it, then we're off balance and off, mm. off the tilt. Right. So really, really meeting ourselves where we're at and recognizing, okay, this is what it is and let's work with it instead of compete against it for what we think it should be really showing up with what it it reminds me of really bringing what you got showing up with what you have and with that authentic quality of our experience of whatever it is and owning it with that sense of confidence yeah it might not be perfect but I'm showing up and that again brings you back to the beginning and this vibe I had from you the whole time 
really. And even, even doing this little interview, I was like, Hey, do you have any uh, suggestions or resources for, you know, like hosting a interview on a podcast? And you're like, Hey, my advice is don't look for advice. Just be you and show up. I'm like, yes, right. <laughs> Just show up and learn from that experience and start taking ownership over what is already within us rather than always looking for something outside of us. Yeah. Cause, and, and, but that's, that is the programming that is the like innate trying to separate, I think. And that's like talking about <laughs> what's kind of going on in the world and what has been done to women as well is that separating us from our knowing like we were witches. We were, uh, like even, uh, um, it's the, they were talking about feminism and how it was actually like turned into a bad word. And it's like, okay. So it's like societal programming is, I think people, I think we need to start waking up to the ideas that maybe some of the ideas were put on us as opposed to us actually coming up with them on our own. And we know it kind of, and we kind of talk about it, but I don't think that we understand the magnitude of what other people have said that we should think. And we actually believed it. Mm. It's powerful. It requires this process of unlearning. And I know we're looking to wrap up this conversation i know we could talk for a while about i have a feeling this is just the beginning <laughs> yet um well yeah then let's plant a seed for the next time that um that concept of having these ideas put on us rather than them coming from within us and almost yeah this process right now of having to unlearn what we've been surrounded with or conditioned to feel or think of ourselves and reconnect to what we know to be true within ourselves and this feels like a beautiful place to weave in what's what's around us in in the current social political climate right now and part of the work here really seems to be able to flesh out well what what is coming from the messages around me of how I've been taught to think of people, of people of different race, of people of different cultures or beliefs that actually don't align with what I know to be true inside of me. And part of the work is really being able to look at ourselves and acknowledge and admit where we've actually adopted those beliefs, even without knowing it, or we've adopted that that difference in power and privilege without even recognizing it in some places. And part of the work there is to, is to, I think, and it sounds like show up and accept that that might be a part of who I show up in the world as and being willing to take that step and lean into it in order to unwind it and dissolve it and then reconnect to what I know is true. Mm-hmm. And, and right we, in the world. If, I mean, that's all kind of unprocessed thought there, but just to leave us on a note of where her HQ stands on this concept of, of what, what next, what actions, how can her HQ 
take a stance in active inclusivity. I know that's really important to you. Yeah. And it's not to shame us. It's not us to make us feel bad that like, how was I so stupid to let people blah, blah, blah. Like it's not, it's not about the, don't be a victim in it, I guess is what I'm saying. Like if, if that resonated with you, um, that possibly you, things have been put on you that you didn't put on yourself and you're living out someone else's ideals that don't feel, don't be hard on yourself. Don't be like, oh my gosh, um, like I have been racist or I have been sexist or I have been treating my body badly because it, I think it should be different than it is. Like, just don't stop. We need to stop the hating for everyone else and for ourselves. So realizing that it's okay to realize that this might be going on and how do I go forward? Does that sound as clear as mud? <laughs> yep, totally. We got the swamp that we get to trudge through and find yes. that lotus. <laughs> yes, 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 our beautiful lotus. So yeah, just always remembering compassion compassion for yourselves, compassion for others. Like there's, you want to do something cool and you fall and fail, have compassion because you're just going to be that much better the next time. Yeah. It comes back to that being able to recognize that we are human and we're not perfect and we make mistakes and that we always have the choice to show up with compassion and a sense of openness to how to move forward in a better way mm -hmm. which really is meeting people and ourselves exactly where we're at so thanks so much for wanting to take the time to chat with me today hey, i yeah. really appreciate it i appreciate the opportunity to just ask you some questions and get to know you and her hq behind the scenes a little bit more i loved it that was really cool because yeah sometimes i i'm not yeah i have a hard time just talking but it's a different it's a different feeling when someone is is curious i like that hmm. well um let's we're planting the seed for something to grow so you guys check out our keep in in the loop i don't know if you subscribe or whatever to these youtube or these podcasts but just um yeah we'll 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 have another conversation jazz and i so Tune in for where this heads and uh, much love to everyone out there. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me here. And I look forward to seeing where this kind of a podcast sharing goes. Okay. Have a good So I hope you enjoyed today's episode and you felt it useful. And I just want to thank you if you're still here from the bottom of my heart for your taking your precious time to be with us today. I hope we added some value to your life, whether it be entertainment or some knowledge. And if you want to learn more about Her HQ, you can head over to www.herhq.ca and check out our website there. You can always book an appointment on our homepage if you wanna connect, we'd love to meet you please feel free to follow us on Instagram at herhq.ca as well as on Facebook. And you can always go over 
and download our free app at the App Store or Google Play. And yeah, it's free and you'll have quick and easy access to all things Her HQ. I hope that you have a wonderful day and that we get to see you really soon.